Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making this part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in... For Colin Cowherd. I was just thinking of this. Um, just trying to think of the last time there was a movie or show or event that I was fired up for, that I set aside time for. And then I was like, yeah, that wasn't really worth all of the things that I've done to create this time right because what you what you can say and of course I'm relating it to last night's game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals where there's a ton of talking points there's some interesting like inside basketball Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are not really guards, so they don't know how to manipulate a zone. Like, we can do the higher level sports conversation. We can do the hot takey thing, you know, where we, well, yeah, Brown or Tatum, got to get rid of one. Do you fire Joe Missoula today? We could even go Hacksaw Hamilton. I want to talk sports with you, right? Or we could make up a nickname for something we saw. Or we could talk about the toughness of Jimmy Butler. But I don't know. I just, I can't get over the fact that it was a game seven. It was the chance to have the greatest comeback or collapse in the history of the sport. And turns out the Heat were the better team at the start of the game and the better team at the end of the game. They got out to lead and for the most part... Kept the Celtics at bay. And then the last five or six minutes was just like, this is, can we just, let's just go. 
Like, have you ever been in an adult adult league games do this, and now youth games do this as well? Where it's like there's like a minute left, and it gets really bad, and like, hey, you guys want to call it? You good? You good? Like, we easily could have done that with about three minutes left, right? But the Celtics got rolled last night, and the Heat avoided a collapse. And again, there's a lot of great sports stuff, right? Like the all the TNT guys, the inside the NBA guys could talk about was, man, it is loud in here. Man, it is hype in here. And there is nothing in the world that compares to winning on the road in that environment. And the way they did it was perfection. Took the crowd completely out of the game in the first quarter. What was it, like 28-15? You got scored 15 points in the first quarter? 15 points? I almost wanted to be the manager from Bull Durham and call them lollygaggers and throw baseball bats at them because 15 points! But um, in a very selfish way, I was like, dude, that was my Monday Memorial Day? I had other things I could do, but, you know, I was doing this show. I wanted to sound like I knew what I was talking about. I mean, a little bit more so than I usually do. And, you know, the people who invited me over to watch the game, there's always the questions from people who don't watch sports and just like, I can't do that tonight. I, I can't, I can't do that. I just, I just want to watch the game. I just want to watch the game. And then I'm watching the game like, yeah, I've set aside like three hours of my life that I would probably like back. You ever had one of those? And I'm guessing there's somebody driving going, yeah, Gottlieb, I set aside three hours listening to Cowherd, and I got you this morning. I'm fully well aware. I've been a fill-in guy forever, dude. I, I, I got it. But I'm trying to think of the last... My dad loved, my late father loved Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's was a movie built really around one joke. Where a guy was dead, only he had a sweet beach beach house, and an effort to live that beach house lifestyle. Two young guys kept him quasi alive, you know, and made him wave to people with sunglasses on for the entire movie. And no one was the wiser. And for whatever reason, my dad found the entire thing hilarious. And I will never forget when Weekend at Bernie's 2 came out, he was so excited that he made my entire youth basketball team like, we're going to see Weekend at Bernie's 2. We got there, we're like, okay, it was Barely, it was clever the first time. An entire sequel out of the same joke, not funny. But I kind of knew that was coming. That was like a train scheduled. It's already a sequel. It's a one joke movie. Even at that age, I knew. Trying to think of the last time I had that sort of letdown. Because again, this was not just, hey, it's a big game. It's, you could be watching history. Plus, there is something to, and I thought TNT did a really good job of showing some of these historical moments, uh, Celtic moments, Heat moments, Game 7 moments. Then you see the parquet floor, which is, again, why I wouldn't go to a party or a cookout because inevitably there'd be a question of, why, why, why does the Boston floor look different? And you're like, and I know most of you who are, I would say 90 8% of the people listening to the herd are like, are you kidding me? But the truth is, there are people, many of them, in fact, that have no idea about Boston's parquet floor. And oh yeah, by the way, like if we really have to, it's merely only exists 
because of historical significance. That, that's it. There is no reason to have a parquet floor at this point in time in history. But we do. So I avoided that discussion. I avoided the, what's the name of the Boston coach? Why is he so young? Didn't they have another coach? What happened to him? Boy, I really used to like watching the Heat when they had Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Do you remember when they won a champion? Like just the all the other out conversations. I just want to watch the game. That game was not fun. Not fun. Um, and by the way, I said this yesterday. I've said it since the Denver Nuggets complain time and again and others complain time and again about you know when the Lakers lost and the Nuggets won why do we talk about the Lakers here's why because that's actually what we do in sports we have a whole other series to talk about the heat but we got like a day and a half to talk about the Celtics to pick at the bones like vultures of the Celtics here's Joe Missoula first year head coach on coaching his players this season uh, it's one of the best locker rooms I've been a part of. The guys cared, and they gave it everything they had. It's the most important thing to take from this. Um, obviously, we didn't achieve our goal. We didn't win. Uh, we failed in that regard, but it's not because the guys didn't have a sense of togetherness, character, you know, and just who they are as people. Here's Jalen Brown accepting responsibility for the loss. Just a terrible game when my team needed me most. Like uh, uh, JT hurt his ankle. First play of the game, you know, you can see it, like, Swelling up on him and he couldn't move out there. It was tough for him. And, you know, my team turned to me to make plays and et cetera. And I, I came up short. I failed. I expected to win today and move on. That's what my focus was on. That's what my focus has been on. We failed. I failed. And it's hard to think about anything else right now. Here's Jason Tatum on that ankle injury. It was just frustrating that I was kind of like a shell of myself. It's tough to move. Uh, you know, it was just frustrating, especially, you know, on the first play. I mean, talk about all the things that could go wrong, right? All the things that could go wrong. Jason Tatum, right around the rim, first play of the game, rolls his ankle. And then you're like, ah, he'd get a dunk. You're like, ah, he's okay. And then you see him try and defend somebody like, you know, he's a swinging gate. And, and, I've, and as I've tried to explain to people, basketball has changed. It's not that Isaiah Thomas wasn't heroic playing for the Pistons against the Lakers with a bad ankle, but the way in which the sport works now, it's really hard to hide anybody defensively. It just is. They, they, they find you. you know, Especially when you're playing a team that has the versatility of the heat, but that's how basketball teams are built now. Everybody's got to be able to handle, dribble, pass, shoot, guard out in the perimeter, multiple guys, and they will find you. And all they did was, kind of like the Lakers with Steph Curry, let's just attack Jason Tatum as much as we can. And he can't stop anybody, so then somebody else helps, and then they find the open guy, and they make a shot. That's really kind of, in a nutshell, there, there's other things to be said. And in all honesty, the, the Celtics' offense was, or lack thereof, was the biggest culprit in their demise. But let's be honest, Jason Tatum... Uh, became a minus-minus defender because he couldn't consistently move to contain the ball. I like that Jalen Brown accepted, accepted, you know, all the blame. He had eight turnovers. You, you, you can't win with one of your best players with eight turnovers. But part of that is the position in which he was put in 
where those turnovers were created. He is not a traditional ball handler. He's not. Like we do this, well, positionless basketball. Yes and no. He's not really a two. He's definitely not a one. Yet here he is handling the ball against the zone and trying to make reads. And that's not really who he is. Some of that is because of injury. Some of that is because of coaching. Put in a position which was less than optimal. But that was an embarrassing performance by the Celtics. And the goodwill that was earned by coming from three games to none down was mostly lost last night. And I, I, I got to say, like, I, I know there's parts of a pregame speech we didn't see. But in the very last sentence of your pregame speech in Game 7 of an Eastern Conference Finals when you're playing at home, let's go have, guys, most important thing is to have some fun. Did the Celtics get juice boxes afterwards? Did they run through the tunnel? Got to tell you, the tunnel is kind of cool. But not cool when you get obliterated at home. And, And look... I, I love Missoula's disposition. Right? It's, it's in many ways obvious why Brad Stevens, who I consider to be an absolute brilliant human being and basketball mind, right? he's brilliant in many different phases of life, not just basketball, right? where he's kind of stoic and you don't know what's going right? But, man, there was that left a lot to be desired. What coach say to you to get you fired up? Let's go have some fun. Having fun is the most important thing. Really? Really? Listen, guys. I understand we lost, but did you have fun today? Huh? Huh? You know what's really fun in sports? This is what I found, especially in Game 7s, but in in hostile environments. You know what the most fun thing to do is? Kick the other team's ass. That's what's really fun. So I guess here's the question. Give me something in your life that was a letdown recently to the level of, right? To the level of last night's game. Could be a date. Man, she looked good on the app. Then you show up and be like, woof. You know, I got a I got an early morning tomorrow. Could be, you know. Could be a, a car, right? You finally get your dream car and you hop in and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Could be a lot of things. Could be a concert you went to. Man, I've been waiting all year, saved up, got in the pit, and then I just didn't like the vibe, didn't like the set list. They weren't bringing it. Could be the movie Air. Some people are just like, I, I thought it was going to be good or better. Maybe it's interesting, but not great. And of course, we'll dissect and do the obit for the Boston Celtics. What do you do now? Because there's a, there's some there's a parallel there in my mind to another NBA team that had multiple MVPs, actually three MVPs. And I I'm very interested to see what the Celtics do next. 
As a matter of fact, I'll ask, ask Frank Isola. He's covered the NBA for years. He has his own show on SiriusXM. We'll get his thoughts on what next for the Celtics. What do these finals look like? And what can we take from the current state of the NBA from this finals matchup? Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Doug Gottlieb in for Collins, the Herd, Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Welcome in. Iowa Sam on the ones and twos. Saw Muse in concert in Anaheim with my daughter. Jealous. They were great. Really, really, really good. Um, yeah, that game was a bummer, you know. And and again, there's a lot you can take from it. It's like uh, we, I, I asked this yesterday. It's like, well, if you're the Heat, how do you bounce back from one? You're walking into a snake pit. Secondly, you know, as much as you trailed most of the game in Game Six. You know, three seconds to go, 
you get sort of a stop. All you got, the you know, you're 0.1 seconds away from winning the game. It, it feels like it rips out your heart. How do you come back from that? Right? How do you how do you come back from that? But what proved to be obvious is one. Obviously, there's just some part some part of you that has to say, "Hey, the the Heat were better." But also, there was a lack of energy there. And look, we don't know because Tatum was hurt. And if Tatum wasn't hurt, what does it actually look like, et cetera, et cetera. But the other part to it is the emotion and energy spent in coming from behind in that series had to take some sort of some sort of toll, had to take some sort of toll on the Celtics. Let's welcome in Frank Isola, longtime NBA scribe. Of course, he has uh, his own show on Sirius XM, NBA Radio. You'll see him across all the networks talking about the sport. Uh, Frank, if somebody didn't spend any time watching last night's Game 7 in Boston, how would you describe it? <laughs> Lackluster by Boston, but to your point, give the Miami Heat a lot of credit. They took a gut punch at the end of Game 6. But I thought, I actually thought they would win the game just because I, th- I, thought, uh, I thought they'd been better throughout the series. And the one thing about Eric Spolster, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, I think those guys are mentally tough, and I think the role players kind of take their cues from them. So unlike Joel Embiid and James Harden going up to Boston for Game 7 after they blew the last four minutes of Game 6, I, I thought you'd get a different response. There were some ominous signs, obviously. The Tatum ankle twist on the, what was that, the first possession of the game. Then there was that weird timeout by... Uh, by Joe Mazzulla, it was 9-4, like nobody had scored for a couple of possessions, and the Celtics grabbed an, uh, a rebound, and were starting on a break, and Joe Mazzulla called timeout. At the time, it was 9-4. to After that, I think Miami outscored uh, Boston 18-6 to the rest of the quarter. My thing was the crowd was into it, even though Boston wasn't really playing that well at the start. It just seemed like that, that, that was an odd timeout. It's not the reason that they lost, but that first quarter, a lot of so many, too many bad things happened. And they ended up only scoring 15 points in the first 12 minutes. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I just it, it allowed the 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 nervousness and the tension to build with the Celtics fans instead of, you know, ha- having the energy. And I I get it. Like Tatum hurts his ankle, and now you start to look at Plan B and Plan C. But that was a it was a very curious curious moment. Okay, so what now for the Celtics? What what changes do you believe? they will make because anything is on the table. What do you think they'll actually do? Well, I think the two things will be the head coach and, you know, what, what are you going to do with Jalen Brown? I think the fact that Brad Stevens hired Joe Missoula, he was behind the bench and a lot of those assistant coaches that were, that were left over when Ime Adoka was suspended. Those were Ime Adoka guys. I think some of them are going to go to Houston. And I think for Boston, you know, Doug, if you look at it last year on their bench, they had Ime Adoka, Will Hardy, and Damon Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. Two of those guys are now NBA head coaches. Damon Stoudemire is now the head coach at Georgia Tech. They never replaced those guys. It's certainly not with any experienced assistant coach. So I would think that for Joe Missoula, I think it would help if he did have a couple of more experienced guys on the bench, certainly a former head coach. So I think the fact that Brad Stevens took this leap of faith with his guy, that was Joe Missoula that he hired, yep. and then obviously promoted him to head coach and they gave him an extension – I think they're going to stick with Joe Missoula. Then the big question will be Jalen Brown. Let's face it, he had a horrible uh, game seven. You know, the eight turnovers. He, you know, I've, Two years ago, I remember thinking, he needs to improve his dribble and his decision-making, and it really hasn't changed that much in the last two years. But in fairness, 
they've won a lot of games with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum together. They have, I think. Here, here's I'll, I'll, we'll we'll go a little basketball talk in there. You're you're not when you're in your mid twenties, you're not evolving as a decision maker and a ball handler, right? Like he's in a position to, I mean, and look in the open court in regular season basketball, you know, coming off a wing, you know, when the ball is kicked to him, making plays great. When he has to be the facilitator, the guy who, who sets up and runs and gets and reads the pick and roll. Like that's not who he is. He he's that's, this is not a role that he can fill. It doesn't. And people say, well, you, you're saying he stinks. No, I'm not. Nope. But but that that comes from like his entire life and career. He was basically a wing, you know. He was a wing, catch it, go get it, or bring it down and go get it. That's not what he's being asked to do. And it was you know credit the Heat by playing his own. They made him have to make reads and play differently and more uncomfortably than he normally plays. And obviously he doesn't dribble the ball nearly as well with his left hand. But he's he's not the first NBA guy like. Jordan didn't go left very often. Kobe didn't go left very often. But they also, and basketball has changed then, but they also weren't necessarily put in positions to be decision makers. They were just kind of scorers and scoring wings. So I I think there's a a lot to it as to what you can expect from them in the future. Is there a world in which he's not back with the Celtics? I think there is. I also think he would be smart to maybe, you know, hire you for a minute as an advisor because, you know, you described his game pretty well, and then you hear... And granted, this is on the outside. You know, I would think that a lot of it has to be true. The idea that he wants to be a number one guy. All right, so you're going to get paid like a number one guy if you stay in Boston, but you get to play with Jason Tatum, and I get it. Jason Tatum gets um, you know a lot more of the attention, a lot more of the accolades. He's a guy that finishes all first team All NBA, and he finishes in the top five of MVP. But you know, last night was your opportunity to be the number one guy. Yeah. With Jason Tatum struggling, how did that work out? I so I don't. I I sometimes wonder if young players think they're supposed to say this stuff because their buddies, when they're around them, they think, "Yeah, you're a number one guy. You need to go somewhere where you're the number one guy." All they've done in Boston, and I get it, they haven't won the championship, but all those two guys have done together is win. So they like I don't understand why you still want to be a part of it. Now, are they going to give him? I guess he's due for a thirty-five percent raise, so it could get to like three hundred million. Doesn't mean that the Celtics are going to give him that. But the guy's going to make more money than he's ever going to need. I, I, that's the part that I don't understand. And when he was asked about it last night, it was just strange. They didn't say, "Oh, I love it here. Oh, we've had we've all we've done is win here. We haven't won yet, but that's our goal." Instead, he was, mm, I, 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 "I don't really know how to answer that." All right, so you want to go be the number one guy somewhere? Good luck, because with that, it's going to come a lot more pressure, a lot more responsibility, and then you're going to realize, you know what? In Boston, I had a pretty good thing going. With Jason, with Jason Tatum and the rest of the guys. Now, that's if it's his choice. It's still up to the Celtics. They could decide, you know what, maybe it's time to move on from him. And I would think that would be something, you know, you're already hearing that the Celtics don't want to move him, which makes sense. But I think there'll be a lot of chatter over the next few weeks. Because remember, Jalen Brown's name does come up a lot. Remember last year he got all bent out of shape because he was, God forbid, linked to a trade for Kevin Durant. I think right. you'd almost be flattered right. that you'd be <laughs> linked to Kevin Durant. So I think I think this is going to be this to me will be actually a bigger story for the Celtics this summer than the situation involving Joe Mazzulla. Yeah, it's it's I I agree with you. It's going to be fascinating. And Brad has never been a guy that just kind of stand pat. Although they kind of did stand pat, made some additions because they went to the finals last year and felt like they were close. 
and now it doesn't feel like they're as close if you kind of look around maybe the, the landscape. Um, the other side to it is the heat. You know, last night it's Duncan Robinson. Last night it's all these ancillary players. Obviously you had to, on some level, help on Jimmy Butler. But these these guys that most uh, mainstream people, fans that come over to the NBA in the playoffs, like, I have no idea who Gabe Vincent is. Those are the guys who are help leading you to um, an NBA Finals. What what does it what does it say about this organization that they're able to do it with guys that literally need a a, a name and bio description every time they're mentioned? It's funny. I always think of what Pat Riley's been able to do, and even if you go back to when he was the coach of the Knicks, and he basically discovered and invented guys like Anthony Mason and John Starks, guys sure. that you know were. Back then, it was the C, you know they were CBA players. I think Anthony Mason was playing overseas, and you know both of those guys eventually became all stars. And when he got down to Miami, whether it was guys like Ike Austin, and then eventually it was you know Udonis Haslam, who somehow is still there. And you know a few years back it was Hassan Whiteside, and now it's Max Struess and Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, and I wondered how well those guys were doing Game Seven. I thought that would be the key. Because it is different. You know, your role players, Duncan Robinson missed two huge shots at the end of game six, and I sure. thought, would that carry over? It didn't carry over. But I think it's something, you know, the Miami Heat are very, you know, it's all about repetition. It's all about putting the work in. i got to give Jimmy Butler a lot of credit, too. Jimmy Butler's one of these guys during the game, and come on, Doug, the NBA's become a complain league, especially the superstars. Jimmy Butler doesn't do that a lot. You don't see him after every missed shot staring at the ref, jumping up and down and pointing to his arm. I got hit on my arm. And it's just like his calm, cool demeanor and just like, you know, toughness. I think that trickles down to the rest of the team. And that's what they showed me yesterday. And Caleb Martin, you know, it's funny, during the telecast, I said to say on radio, I mean, Reggie Miller, all he did was praise Caleb Martin, how he's the best player on Miami in the series, yet he voted for Jimmy Butler for MVP. I thought Caleb Martin should have been the MVP of the series. But I think it's just a tribute to what they do in Miami in terms of picking the right players, and then developing him, what does Eric Spolster say? Pat Riley used to say it all the time, too. We're not for everybody. And the guys that work out there seem to work out pretty well. No, I, was in, I mean, Caleb Martin was in takeover mode in that second quarter. And yep. uh, he was he was incredible. Like, his, his twin brother was drafted. He was not. Like, that's that's like an, all, <laughs> that's like an all-timer. All, all-timer. And he's just gotten better and better. Um, news just breaking that Bob Myers stepped down with the Golden State Warriors. It's not a surprise, right? Especially you. You've covered this league for over two decades. Um, but what does it say about Golden State's offseason that they'll, there'll be a regime change in terms of the front office? Yeah, Brian Scalabrini is my radio partner, and Bob Myers was his agent. And all year long, Brian was kind of saying the same things that Bob Myers. I don't know. I don't know. When Bob Myers said at the end of the season, I'm going to take some time to decide. Usually when a guy says that, they've already decided. Right. And the rumors had been out there for a while that he was likely going to step down. There's been also, I don't know if they've named anybody yet, but there's always, there, there was talk in the middle of the season, Bob Myers would be leaving, Steve Kerr might move upstairs, and maybe Kenny Atkinson would take over as coach. I don't know if all of that is in play. But there did seem to be you know, maybe a little butting of the heads between ownership and Bob Myers, which I think is completely absurd. I think Bob Myers has done, obviously, an, an excellent job there. They've won all these titles, he's going to be a, you know, much sought after guy. He might take a year off, but you know, you know what I think it is, you know, I think it is, I mean, help me out. I mean, it's, they, they missed on the draft picks. 
That's that's really oh. what, kind of what it comes down to is that with the Wiseman, Wiseman got hurt, didn't evolve, and they they gave up on him this year and traded him. You know, Kaminga hasn't been nearly what they thought, but but I mean the the Wiseman one jumps out at you, and and oh yeah, by the way, like I was I was for the Wiseman one just from the aspect of like they had never really replaced Bogut, and they knew they needed they they needed twenty five minutes from an athletic big, and. He hasn't. wasn't good enough. I think the draft picks, all the good that he did. And he, Bob Myers has done a lot of good. I would say Wiseman and Kaminga are what ultimately led them to uh, to a, a bit of a break because owners don't know that it's such a it's it's a high miss rate in the NBA draft, especially now. But they they needed those two guys to come through and to be contributors for the older guys. No, you're 100 percent right. They missed big time on James Wiseman, and I also you know it's funny because I thought about that. Last week, when Carmelo announced his retirement, Carmelo Anthony did, and you know Detroit that year. Detroit was kind of in the same situation as Golden State. Golden State was winning championships. Detroit had won one, gotten to a couple of finals, but they were right at the height of you know the prime years of all those key players, and they took Darko Milicic over Carmelo. And you know the idea was, well, you know we already have guys like Carmelo. That never makes any sense. You know, Portland didn't draft Michael Jordan because they already had Clyde Drexler on the team. They took well, we might as well draft Sam Bowie. I know one thing, Golden State, when they had Monte Ellis on the team, they still drafted Steph Curry. How did that work out? I never understand when teams go on need as opposed to just draft who you think is the best player available at that pick. Now, remember, Golden State could have had LaMelo Ball. Yep. And if you had LaMelo Ball, you'd be in a position maybe to make some other trades. The James Wise, whenever you draft that high, and this is true of every team, when you draft that high and you miss, it is a major, major setback. And that clearly was a setback for the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be something that's going to hurt them uh, down the road. Who wins the NBA Finals? I think Denver will figure out a way. I just think their size will be a little too much, especially if they could take game one because we know they have, they'll have the built-in excuse of nine days off. But I, th- I think Denver will figure out a way to get it done. Yeah, it's a completely different team when, you're, when you're, your center can be your, your point guard. Um, it's it it completely changes how you guard things and it brings bam away from the basket it's going to yep. be it's going to be fasting frank great stuff i'll enjoy listening to your show later thanks for being our guest in the herd thanks Doug. take care let's get to jason stewart with the news no no no, no. turn on the news this is the herdline news Doug, let's drill down on this uh, Bob Myers news real fast. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, about 15 minutes ago, tweeted out that uh, two-time executive of the year and a guy that brought four championships to Golden State is stepping down as president and GM. Bob Myers says it's just time. Um, Wojnarowski points out that uh, Myers declined ownership offers on a new deal that would have paid him among the top-earning executives. Myers described the decision-making process that led him to leave the franchise after 12 years as as including several factors beyond money. Now, there's a a press conference today at 4 p.m. Eastern to say goodbye to Bob Myers. Doug, what is your reaction to this and what the Warriors do next? Not not a surprise. Um, Also rumored that uh, with Michael Winger leaving the Clippers to go to the Wizards, Right, that Bob Myers could be in line to go run the Clippers. Right? That that's a possibility. Um, I, I think it's obviously a relationship that's run its course. I think Joe Lacob is—he's an outstanding owner. But you have to remember, there's a sentence I was taught 
uh, a long time ago in the NFL. And I was like, why did you guys do that? Talking to a GM. Why'd you get this? And the, the GM was like, owners own. It's like, what do you mean? Like, end of the day, you can have all the plans you want. The owner says, this is what we're doing. That's what you're doing. You know why? It's his money. Sorry, owner's own. And I think that's really what this kind of comes down to. It's not any one thing or doesn't make anybody a horrible person. But at some point, owner's own. You want to do your own thing. When things go bad, you get the blame. When things go good, you know, you're an afterthought. I, th- I think it's an owner's own sort of situation. I think what Frank Isola just said, um, he heard that maybe uh, the Warriors might promote Steve Kerr into the uh, president GM and uh, promote Atkinson in the head coach because that speaks to maybe where the Warriors' head was at with Myers. You know, Myers makes us out to, that it's his decision to leave but maybe by what they offered him and how they handled this, maybe the Warriors made this decision for Myers, and maybe they uh, sure didn't, I mean, didn't like value you, his what he brought to the table as much as maybe Steve Kerr. Sure, sure. I mean, I, I I think that's fair. I mean, and and look, I, I I remember having a conversation with somebody else in the Warriors organization about Lamelo Ball, and like, look, Lamelo at his best would have been a better pick. It would have been better, and Jordan Poole never would have happened. The whole Jordan Poole thing may not have happened. Remember, they did just win a title last year. Like, it is kind of interesting that we're talking about the Warriors as if, man, it's been a bad run here these past couple years. They just won an NBA title last year. Um, but I think the big thing is, you know, when, when you miss on James Wiseman and, you know, you miss on Jonathan Kaminga, uh, I think it's going to be held against you. I think so. Jordan Poole's future, I think Draymond Green's future with this team might be the most interesting team to watch this summer as far as what it looks like next. Sure. And that's uh, Jason Stewart with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Uh, I'm Doug Gottlieb, joining in for Colin Cowherd. Our own Joel Klatt said something I think incredibly interesting. And it relates to the unintended consequences of paying college athletes. I'll share it with you next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health i hope to describe it give it words listen to unbreakable with jay glazer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Don Russ, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. It's the Herd. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio app. Uh, One of my favorite things to discuss in sports radio is unintended consequences. The law of unintended consequences. It's a fascinating thing. Because, you know, and, and people always advise you. It's like, you know, if you're the one that gets your life together, like, be intentional. Be intentional. But I look at unintended consequences as anybody play chess. I, and and it, it sounds like snobbish, like saying you play chess is like saying, like quoting a novel. Like, oh, here we go. Chess guy. You're so much better than checkers guy. Well, yeah, that's why they say this guy's playing chess and this guy's playing checkers. And the, the whole thing, when you have like your finger, you're about to move it and you, hold on. It's like you have to like spin around the board and look at what the other guy is looking at. I move this piece. What does it do to the entire board? The intended consequences to put myself in position to get the queen or to take this rook or to whatever. It's the unintended consequence you had to worry about. 
And unintended consequences are, are you know, it's like, um, how many times have you heard people go like, you know, why don't we have the flat tax rate? I'm old enough now and people who know anything about politics remember there's a guy named Steve Forbes who ran for president and the entire, he was like a, I'm running on, I'm a one trick pony, flat tax rate, which sounds awesome. And it's like, look, everybody, play, I think it was like, I felt like it was like 23%. Like everybody plays 23% and it's going to be all good. Okay. Going to be all good. Like whatever you make, 23%. Then like people who actually understand about paying taxes, like, um, well, okay, but what about people who claim they make far less than they make? Which is many people who make in the, the top tax brackets. Remember, there'd be no tax brackets, but everything you pay is based upon what you bring in. And there are ways, lots of them, to change, hide, stuff aside what you actually bring in. And then, like, what if you don't make anything? You got to pay 23% of nothing? Oh, yeah, by the way, some of the unintended consequences. What do you do with all the accountants and accountant for, accounting firms? There's a... Like, what do they do? <laughs> um, your jobs are no longer needed. Thousands and thousands of thousands of them. Right? There's a, a lot of different issues with it that we could go into. Um, I mean, really, you take any sort of groundbreaking breakthrough ideas and the, the unintended consequences in many ways take six months, a year, two, three years. And then by the time you figure them out, sometimes they're so overwhelmingly negative that even if the change that caused them was a positive, you wish you hadn't done it. Joe Clatt actually spoke about one of those things. He was on, uh, Jason Whitlock has a show called Fearless. He said this about name, image, and likeness, NIL, being paid out to college athletes. In a lot of cases, a lot of these cases, the money that these kids make in the next year, two, or three will be greater annualized than any future year of their life. And that's there's there are some deep consequences to that. In particular, if their their identity and joy aren't attached to something more solid above money, which in our culture is so rare, he makes a great point, you know. And and I have a I have a dear friend who's a really high level offensive coordinator, and he told me last year this time we were having a beer, and he's like, um, you know, people think that athletes were exploited before. He's a former athlete. He's like, you want to see exploitation? watch the next five years in college athletics, you know, where we have kids either signing with or transferring to schools really based upon how much money they get in NIL, but it's not really NIL name image and likeness is supposed to be you score a touchdown and somebody goes like, Hey man, you want to come down to my bar and uh, we'll give you a little bit of money. You make an appearance, you sign some autographs, things like that. Not there's a collective and they figure out a couple tweets you can do and pay you some money. The intended consequences of name, image, and likeness are good, right? Well, why can't an athlete 
be an athlete and get paid much like I've heard Jay Billis say the just like a music student. Well, there's a bunch of other things that you're not mentioning that athletes are far more supported than any sort of student in music school. You don't just have the support in terms of your sport, just like music. You have these incredible facilities. You have the fallback of athletics. You have academic support. You have training. You have training table, what you eat, all that other stuff. Okay, but if we just take the, hey, we give you money. Well, then who do you work for? The coach? Do you play for the coach or do you play for the collective? Oh, yeah, by the way, everybody wants them to be employees. Here's the thing about employees. They can be fired really easily. Replaced. That's what happened to Colorado. Right? Sorry, your, your services are no longer needed here. Oh, yeah, by the way, the multi-transfers, you don't have an alma mater. Why does that matter? When you get done playing in football, it's a lot sooner than any other sport. You need that alma mater to help you find your next spot or your next phase of your life. Unintended consequences sometimes make you think the intended consequences aren't worth it. I'm going to tell you the most interesting story in the NBA Finals. Is. It's an easy one. It's next in the herd. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 